the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Justice Department asks a judge to keep the affidavit regarding last week's Mar-a-Lago raid sealed. What they're talking about with Trump now, with great indignation, is what they turned a blind eye to with Hillary. China to conduct additional drills around Taiwan following the visit of an American delegation. China's pace is quickening, and we need to be postured to prevent that quickening from happening. Judge reinstates a ban on coal sales from federal land. We are doing everything we can to literally destroy uh, our fossil fuel industry. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, August 16th. I'm Mike Scott. The Justice Department says that releasing the law enforcement affidavit used to obtain a search warrant for former President Trump's home would jeopardize an ongoing investigation. On Monday, federal prosecutors sought a federal judge in opposing any efforts to reveal the probable cause for the search. Filing came just days after they agreed to release a copy of the warrant itself. The filing reads, in part... The affidavit supporting the search warrant presents a very different set of considerations. There remain compelling reasons, including to protect the integrity of an ongoing law enforcement investigation that implicates national security that support keeping the affidavit sealed, end quote. These documents are meant to provide an overview of evidence collected during an investigation. That evidence, in turn, is to support the probable cause needed to obtain a warrant under the Fourth Amendment. Jay Bratt is head of the DOJ's counterintelligence office and Juan Antonio Gonzalez, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida, who signed that court filing. They argued disclosing the affidavit used to secure the Mar-a-Lago warrant would cause significant and irreparable damage to this ongoing criminal investigation. Andrew McCarthy, a senior fellow at the National Review Institute and a National Review contributing editor, joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the latest news from the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. My take on this is a little different from theirs, I think, because I, I'm not, I'm willing to acknowledge the wrongdoing on our side. What bothers me is the two tiers of justice. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I went back this morning looking at some of the stuff I wrote during the uh, Hillary Clinton emails escapade. And I, I always thought, Dan, that, um, you know, once they decided not to prosecute her on classified information, which they had to distort the statute in order to not do, they just basically acted like there was nothing else at issue. When I kept trying to argue that she had dis- 
converted to her own use and destroyed thousands of government records. McCarthy says that the thing that Trump is being accused of is the same thing that Hillary Clinton was guilty of back in 2016. What they're talking about with Trump now, with great indignation, is what they turned a blind eye to with Hillary just a few, seemingly just five minutes ago. McCarthy goes on to say that the DOJ, in his opinion, was pressured into going after Donald Trump. You can't look at this in a vacuum. Um, they got pressure in June. Um, the, the left, I think it was beginning with, uh, with Rachel Maddow, went crazy over this idea that, that Garland had reaffirmed Bill Barr's guidance, which I, I think most people would have thought was common sense, Dan, that if you're going to investigate a presidential candidate, the attorney general needs to sign off on that. Yeah. And when they, you know, that just that's like saying you should put your socks on before your shoes, right? I mean, who would have, who wouldn't have thought that was the case? But when Garland said what Barr Barr's guidance was good guidance, and he, he intended to follow it, the left took that as a signal that he wasn't serious enough about nailing Trump on January sixth. McCarthy explains that, in his opinion, they're really investigating January sixth. Everybody keeps saying, "What happened? What's the difference? What happened in June?" Or what's happened since June that made all this necessary? Well, at the end of June, they did search warrants on Eastman and Jeffrey Clark, the two lawyers who were involved in the January 6th stuff. They've issued grand jury subpoenas to uh, Pence's aides. They've issued grand jury subpoenas to two of the lawyers at Trump's uh, White House counsel's office. And the day after Mar-a-Lago, they went up to a member of Congress, Scott Perry, Took on the phone. street when yeah. he was on vacation with his family in, Phil- in Pennsylvania and, and did a search warrant on him and took his phone. So they're obviously ratcheting up their investigation of January 6th. I think I've written about this. I think it's very clear that they're trying to make a case that Trump conspired to defraud the United States and to obstruct the congressional count. McCarthy went on to explain that it's unfortunate, in his opinion, The FBI is destroying their credibility because the U.S. needs an agency like the FBI. You know, they're making the country more. I'm going to say the same thing I said when they abused FISA. Um, You know, the reason we have FISA is that there really are terrible people in the world who want to do harm to Americans. And when the government abuses the authority that we actually need to protect the country, what it does is it undermines the political support for maintaining those authorities because you think the government can't be trusted with it. And we can take away the authorities because we have untrustworthy people wielding them, but the country is going to be less safe. I mean, we actually need something like the FBI. It doesn't have to be the FBI. No, I know. It's got to be something like the FBI. And I've argued, Dan, that they should take away their – you know, you want to get their attention – Take away their national security mission. Take away the foreign counterintelligence mission. Let them go back to being a federal police force, which they were actually good at. The Justice Department on Monday asked that a federal magistrate judge decide that matter without convening a hearing. China is accusing the U.S. of encouraging Taiwan's independence all through the sale of weapons and engagement between U.S. politicians and the island's government along with a recent visit by a group of American lawmakers. For its part, the White House maintains that it does not support independence, has no formal diplomatic ties with the island, 
and says that China and Taiwan should settle their dispute peacefully. However, the U.S. does suggest that it is legally bound to ensure the island can defend itself against any attack. As a result, China has announced a new round of military exercises that are intended to be a, quote, resolute response, end quote, and deterrent against collusion and provocation between the U.S. and Taiwan. Commentator Mohammed Salah says that Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's visit has given Chinese President Xi Jinping an opportunity the country hasn't seen in decades. The Pelosi's visit flew in the face of Beijing's one-China policy. But it has provided Xi Jinping with the opportunity of the decade to flex his military muscles. Starting from the 3rd of August, the Chinese military drills established a new normal. Led by the Chinese aircraft carriers and submarines, the Chinese fighter jets and warships repeatedly crossed the median line. For the first time ever, missiles were fired over Taiwan. The island of 24 million people was blockaded and the Eastern Command of the Chinese People's Liberation Army conducted joint drills that focused on anti-submarine and sea assault operations. Salah says that China's new threat also includes the sentiment that China may intend to station troops on the self-governed island. Now, according to the Taiwanese Defense Ministry, the Chinese fighter jets performed over 300 sorties around the island. But China isn't done yet. It has issued a white paper called the Taiwan Question and the Reunification in the New Era. And under this, there is no question of the Taiwanese people enjoying any autonomy in their governance. And the possibility of Chinese troops being stationed on Taiwan hasn't been ruled out. Salah went on to say that Taiwan is ratcheting up their own military drills. For its part, Taiwan has conducted military drills of its own this week to demonstrate that it can put up a dogged defense. Colin Call, the Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, says the U.S. will continue to operate in the Taiwan Strait. What's important for us right now um, is to make sure that Beijing understands that our forces in the region will continue to operate, to fly, to sail wherever international waters allows. That includes the Taiwan Strait. I think you should expect that we will continue to do uh, Taiwan Strait uh, transits as we have in the past uh, in the in the in the coming uh, weeks. We will continue to do freedom of navigation operations elsewhere in the region. We will continue to stand by our allies and partners. So even as uh, uh, China tries to kind of chip away at the status quo. Our policy is to maintain the status quo of a free and open Indo-Pacific, which frankly is a, what I think most of the countries in the region uh, would prefer. However, Admiral Philip Davidson says that China is ramping up their military in the region, and the U.S. must do what it can to make sure China doesn't invade Taiwan. We have indication that the, the risks um, are actually uh, going up. Uh, I, I have to be a little delicate here, Senator, because uh, of the classified nature of uh, some of the material. Um, but I think demonstrably what you're seeing China do in the region, in Hong Kong, in the South China Sea, in the East China Sea, some of the malign military actions they've taken in and around Taiwan and elsewhere in the East China Sea and the South China Sea are indicative that um, China's pace is quickening. And we need to be postured to prevent that quickening from happening.
A federal judge has reinstated a moratorium on coal leasing from federal lands that had been implemented under the Obama administration. The ban was previously lifted under former President Donald Trump. The ruling from U.S. District Judge Brian Morris requires government officials to conduct an environmental review prior to resuming coal sales from federal lands. Morris went on to say that the government's previous review of the program during the Trump administration had not adequately considered climate change. According to many experts, almost half of the nation's annual coal production is mined by private companies from leases on western federal land, including Wyoming, Montana, and Colorado. Stephen Shork, founder and editor of the Shork Report, joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the move and the implications that it will have on the U.S. economy. It's mind-boggling. We, we, we are doing everything we can to literally destroy uh, our fossil fuel industry. Uh, and I, you know, I keep a catalog uh, that is now a few thousand uh, words long of all of the quotes uh, with everyone associated with this uh, administration and, and, their, and their wish. The, I, it's codified. It's public record, their statements that they want to bankrupt, they want to destroy the oil and gas and, by extension, uh, uh, coal industries. Short says it's bewildering that the Biden administration is shutting down any chance of energy independence while begging foreign adversaries like Saudi Arabia for oil. So we continue to decimate uh, our industry uh, and affect the communities that are impacted here in our country. And yet, what are we doing? We're going to Venezuela. We're going, well, we used to go to Moscow. Can't do that anymore. Uh, but uh, we're going to Saudi Arabia. We're going to all people that are uh, don't necessarily have the best interest in the United States at heart, and we're we're begging them literally to open up their taps while we refuse to address what is going on and and how we can become energy again energy independent yeah. in this country. Shark also says that the Biden administration is playing a game that may bankrupt the country. But it's yeah. this zero sum game that that we are playing. Um, with regard to we have to have zero emissions. It's impossible. We're never going to get there. We're going to bankrupt ourselves before we even uh, really yeah. make an attempt to get there. And, and to your point, where do you – what something has to be burned uh, and something that is not 100 percent reliable on Mother Nature. So when the wind is blowing and, – and keep in mind, the wind can, can, it can't blow too slow and the wind can't blow too fast. Yeah. If it blows yeah. too fast – uh, you have to shut the windmill down because it can't handle it. The same with the solar. There's a there's an optimum rate. Shork explains that, in his opinion, if the U.S. continues down this path, will be dependent on energy from foreign tyrants. So, uh, with, so we we don't we have this policy that we, we're we're not going after bad actors uh, and for, for their environmental policy. We're we're absolutely killing our industries here that are are yep. held accountable yep. Yep. Uh, for their stewardship of the environment. And, and we're just making it harder and harder until, until we want to see them belly up. And then we're going to be, we're going to be Germany. We're going to be completely yeah. vulnerable, yeah. Yeah. our energy needs, to a tyrant. Yeah. And you see how well that ends. National Mining Association President Rich Nolan said the industry lobbying group will appeal the ruling.
House Republicans are accusing President Biden of knowingly misleading the U.S. House about his abrupt withdrawal from Afghanistan. We get details from Daybreak Insider Congressional Correspondent Bernie Bennett. In a 100-page report regarding President Biden's April 2021 speech on the event, GOP members pointed out five claims that show the president knew very little about what he was doing that led to the overall disaster. The Washington Examiner details all of the claims Mr. Biden made, contradicting what actually happened, according to the report. Republicans called out the Biden administration for the lack of preparation and for not honoring commitments. This comes as retired Army General Jack Keane said that the U.S.'s return to conditions as they were in 2021, one year after the country's botched withdrawal. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Former President Trump is looking to rack up another win for his endorsement streak with the potential ousting of Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Cheney, a vocal critic of the former president and one of the House Republicans on the January 6th panel, seems to be headed for major defeat when she faces off against a Trump-backed rival Tuesday, attorney Harriet Hageman. Most of the 10 Republicans who voted for Donald Trump's impeachment have either lost renomination this year or opted against running for re-election altogether. However, the race carries symbolic value for Trump and some Trump loyalists who seek to purge the GOP of one of his most ardent conservative critics. Rich Edson of Fox News says Cheney is trailing her challenger, by about 30 points. This is the final push here, the marquee matchup between a Trump-backed candidate and Congresswoman Liz Cheney. She is the vice chair of the January 6th committee. She has been a vocal critic of former President Donald Trump, even calling him a domestic threat to the United States. Cheney is trailing big time, according to a recent University of Wyoming poll. Uh, the uh, Trump-backed candidate, Harriet Hageman, she's an attorney and former candidate, she's opened up a substantial lead on Cheney of about 30 percentage points, with 4% support among other candidates and 10% undecided. The rodeo is also in Cheyenne. We spoke to voters there last night about the Trump factor in this race. One pastor told us the former president's approach to picking Supreme Court justices, pro-life, support of Israel, and education all motivates his vote. Edson goes on to tell us Democrats and independents may be switching to Republican in order to vote for Cheney in the primary. Part of getting Cheney renominated is to convince Democrats and independents to register as Republicans and vote in this primary. Voters may do that here. The Wyoming Secretary of State says since January, the number of registered Republicans is up more than 11,000. And there are more than 6,000 fewer registered Democrats. That indicates, perhaps, that a number of Democrats are re-registering as Republicans so they can vote in this primary. There are more than four times as many registered Republicans than Democrats in Wyoming. No surprise here that former President Trump carried this state with nearly 70 percent of the vote in 2020. Hageman has recently sided with the former president on his unsubstantiated claim that the election that year was rigged. Wyoming has already been voting in this one. Early voting, absentee voting, that's uh, possible here. That started about six weeks ago. The effort to recall controversial Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon has failed to collect enough valid signatures to be placed on the ballot. County Clerk's Office said while organizers submitted 715,000 signatures to get the measure on the ballot, 
only 520,000 were found to be valid. Gascon says it is his opinion the effort to recall him was influenced by money. Call itself was fueled mostly by people that were pursuing things for their own personal interests, monetary and political. The majority of the people that signed that petition did that because they believed that I was creating insecurity in their community. And, and to those people, not only do I want to reach out to them, I will continue. I never stop reaching out. Uh, you know, my obligation is to be the district attorney for everyone. I got elected by a, by a very large majority. Reporter Jeff Nien says that Gascon's opponents say they took issue with a variety of the DA's policies. Opponents have criticized Gascon for issuing a series of directives that include a rule against seeking the death penalty, not charging juveniles as adults, and limiting the filing of enhancement charges. Gascon says crime is up across the country, not just L.A. County. And he adds there have been misconceptions when it comes to the bail schedule, which is set by the courts, not the DA's office. Nian says those who led the effort to recall Gascon will inspect all of those rejected signatures. The recall campaign says that it will have a team to go over all of the signatures that were declared invalid. They have 21 days to do so before they can go to court. Ford and General Motors unveiled price increases for their electric vehicle lineups just as the so-called Inflation Reduction Act is slated to become law. The price hikes are comparable to the $7,500 tax credits for new electric vehicles included in the $740 billion Inflation Reduction Act, or Mini Green New Deal, which currently awaits President Joe Biden's signature. Ford CFO John Lawler talked about the huge price hikes with Yahoo Finance. Part of what's happening in the pricing environment for us in this industry is the fact that we've been supply constrained for the last three years and we have an incredible amount of pent up demand. So pricing has been a tailwind for us. It was a tailwind for us last year. But we are, you know, we're very aware of affordability and what the consumer can can bear. We understand what the macroeconomic environment, that there are some, you know, issues surfacing there and, and, and it could lead to changes in the macroeconomic environment that could hit us. But what I would say is that our company is positioned much differently than we have been in the past as we're entering this phase of the uh, economic cycle. Uh, we're much stronger from a product standpoint and margins. We restructured our businesses overseas. Uh, they're no longer burning the cash that they were in the past. We have uh, very low incentives in the marketplace right now. We're not overstocked. So we're in a much different position. We're a much stronger company heading into any uh, downturn that might happen uh, at this phase. Starbucks is asking the National Labor Relations Board to call a timeout on union elections at its U.S. stores. Daybreak Insider's Rich Thomason has more on this developing story. The Seattle-based coffee giant wants elections suspended in response to allegations of improper coordination between regional NLRB officials and the union. Starbucks alleges the agency's St. Louis office made special arrangements for pro-union workers to vote in person at its office, even though the store election was supposed to be handled by mail-in ballot. More than 220 U.S. Starbucks stores have voted to unionize since late last year. Rich Thomason reporting. At the White Marlin Open, the big one? 
didn't get away. Daybreak Insider's John Scott has more on this fishy story. That angler from suburban Washington, D.C. helped win a record prize at the annual White Marlin Open on Maryland's eastern shore. Jeremy Duffy of Bethesda, Maryland, reeled in a 77.5-pound white marlin on the final day of the Open, earning more than $4.5 million. There were several other contest categories, including the Blue Marlin and Tuna Divisions. John Scott reporting. And finally... The World Health Organization is holding an open forum to try and rename the disease monkeypox after a few critics raise concerns that the name could be derogatory. They want your input on a name that won't create any stigma, a new name for monkeypox. The WHO is holding an open forum to rename the disease over fears that the current name could be derogatory or have racist connotations. Scientists and health experts have already renamed two versions of the virus, the Congo Basin and the West Africa clade. They will now use Roman numerals instead of geographic areas to avoid stigma. Now this, as Georgia continues to battle the disease more than most other states, based on the latest CDC map, Georgia currently has about 851 cases of monkeypox ranking us fourth in the nation. Now, if you have an idea for a new name for monkeypox, you can submit it online. Numerous other diseases, including Japanese encephalitis, Spanish influenza, and Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome, have been named after the geographic areas where they first arose or were identified. The WHO has not publicly suggested changing any of those names. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com